Amen. First Peter chapter two. And I want to deal with one verse. I want to deal with verse nine. Amen. First Peter. First Peter chapter two. Now, let me tell you, this is the same Peter that denied Jesus. Same Peter that walked on water. Same Peter that went fishing. Told the rest of the disciples he had a lot of influence. He said, bro, Jesus is gone. Let's go fishing. You know, same Peter. But after Jesus resurrected from the dead, he received power at Pentecost and purpose. And I want to minister to our young people, those of you who are in college, uh, because I believe what happens, as I said earlier, and for all of us in this room, I believe that sometimes we can lose identity. Amen. And I want to show you something. It says in verse 9, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I'll just read verse 10. For you once were not a people. Uh-huh. But now, tell your neighbor now, you are the people of God. You have received mercy. You, you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. I want to talk about this morning catfishing. Amen. Identity crisis. Tell your neighbor catfishing. Impersonating others. Amen. Tell your neighbor neighbor. Identity crisis. Amen. Catfishing. Amen. Amen. Catfishing. Everybody know what that is, right? Some of you don't. Now, you probably know and some of you don't. But a catfish, just in case you don't know, and we'll explain it. A catfish comes from the MTV show Catfish. It is a slang term for people or persons who go online using a fake photo, a fake name, to pretend to be someone else. I'm trying to help you. Amen. Catfishing typically has a catfish person usually have a social media account. Amen. And tries to lure others into relationships. Providing information and exploiting them, amen, using deception or impersonating someone else online. Oftentimes, this person is very insecure about who they are. Amen. And the truth be told, we've all catfished at one point in our lives. We've all tried to be something, come on, help me somebody, that we wouldn't. Matter of fact, sometimes we tell people things about ourselves that's not true. 
I used to run with this person, and I used to do that, and I used to do this, and you ain't never did nothing. You from the suburbs. Amen. You ain't never shot a gun. You may shot a BB gun, but you ain't shot no gun. Amen. You walking with your pants sagging, and you trying to look hard, but you ain't nothing hard about you. Amen. You tell your neighbor you catfishing. Amen. And and the reason why I'm going here with this message today, because I believe that when you enter into the world, amen, you have to ask yourself what you're going to be, who you're going to look like, who you're going to imitate. And the truth be told, a lot of us don't have a lot of good examples. Amen. Some of us grew up in homes where it was rough. Amen. We did not have a good example. We impersonate all the time, saints. We identities are wrapped up in layers of insecurities and low self-esteem. And I want to tell you something. Satan is lurking around every corner trying to cause you, amen, to look like somebody else other than what God has called you and created you for. I believe that if you don't know who you are in Christ, if you don't know why God created you and what your purpose is, you will forever be insecure. You'll always be trying to overcompensate by the way you dress. Come on, help me somebody. You'll always be trying to overcompensate, amen, by what you buy and how you live because for some reason no one has told you that if any man be in Christ, He's a new creature. I know the devil wants to drown out the voice of God. And I want to tell you, when you step on a campus, amen, and there's all kinds of belief systems and all types of, amen, beliefs and all types of different people and all types of, all types of introductions to all types of lifestyles, I believe, saints, we can lose our identity. Do I have anybody? So we keep on pretending to be something we're not. Have you ever catfished before? The question is, do you see, what do you see? What do people see in you? Amen. Do they accept you for who you are? And oftentimes we're trying to fit in. Oftentimes we may not say the same things they say. We may not look the same way or we may not do the same things. But sometimes we have to compromise what we believe in order to fit in. I wish I had somebody. Well, today I've got good news. Amen. You can, you can be sure of who you are. You can live in reality and not in a fantasy land. And not just through your Instagram feed. Come on somebody. Not just through your Snapchat. Not sitting there for hours looking at what everybody else. Come on and help me somebody. We spend more time with this thumb. Come on somebody. Than we do thumbing through the Bible. Reading the word of God. Amen. And what I'm with social media. I love social media. I like it as a tool. Amen. For a greater good. But saints, if the truth be told, amen, we spend a lot of time, amen, peeking into other people's lives. Watch this. They're not showing you the bad side. They're taking pictures on the good side. I'm trying to help you with something. 
Amen. And just because they look like they have all this going on for them doesn't mean that's who they are. And so today I want to talk about catfishing. We find, amen, identity crisis. I find that uh, Peter's writing to, to this church. And as he writes, amen, he paints pictures. And he says in the context, he suggests to them that they were going through a crisis. They were going through trials. And can I tell you something? Trials, amen, whether in school, whether at home, whether in your marriage, whether at your job, trials, amen, can change you. It can make you bitter or it can make you better. Come on, help me somebody. In chapter 1, he talks about that crisis. Amen. If you open your Bible today right quick. Let, let, let me, let me just show you, let me just show you something here. Amen. Look what he says here in verse, uh, verse six. He says, in, he says, he says, in this you greatly rejoice that even though now for a little while, if what? Tell your neighbor it's necessary. Some of what you're going through right now is necessary. See, you wouldn't discipline yourself for study had you not been through that last trial. Had you not got that bad grade, you wouldn't try a little harder this semester. You follow where I'm going with this? He says, but sometimes we get comfortable, amen, with the creature comforts of life. And we find ourselves, amen, falling back. Paul, Peter says to them, he said, for a little while, if necessary, you've been what? Distressed by what? By various trials. Verse 7, so that the proof of your faith being more precious than what? Gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory. In other words, what he's saying is after you go through all that mess, you're coming out with a praise. You're coming out looking different than when you went through. The pressure of those problems is purifying you. Come on, somebody. It is putting you in a position, amen, where you're not going to look like you used to look. In other words, you don't have to borrow somebody else's picture. You got your own. I wish I had somebody. And if you're not comfortable with who you are in your own skin, amen, with the way you look, with the way you walk, the way you talk, amen, you will constantly be looking to become somebody else. I wish I had somebody. And I'm glad that God made me the way he did. Come on, help me somebody. But what I'm really glad about is that I understand how to go through trials. I understand that God is purifying me, amen, as I'm going through the next problem, as I'm coming through the next trial, amen. We find then after he talks about trial in chapter 2, Verse 1, he, he paints a picture here. He says, look what he says. He says, therefore, because of all you've been through. He says, putting aside all what? Malice. And all what? Guile. And what? Hip. In other words, he said, take off the mask. Stop catfishing and be you. 
Amen. Let God minister to the real you. Come before God with all of your shortcomings and your whatever it is. He says, therefore, putting aside hypocrisy. That word is hypocritus in the Greek. And that word means to be an actor. You know, we know how to act good, don't you? Amen. Don't you know? We know how to fake it through our problems. But listen, don't fake it till you make it. Be real while you're going through it. Let God minister to the real you. Amen. Amen. And you will find out that you'll be better than when you went in. The text says, he says, like newborn babes. He says, get rid of the the hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Verse 2. He says, like a baby. Paul, Peter uses pictures for his social media profile picture. He says, like a baby. He says, if you're going to come to God and if you're going to go through what you're going through, he says, like a baby. Don't come thinking you know everything. Oh, I wish I had somebody. He says, you and I, watch this. He says, you and I have to develop an appetite for the word of God. I'm going to say it one more time. Not for positive thinking and a motivational speech. Amen. Anybody could do that. He says, but like a newborn gaga goo goo. I'm going to wake you up right quick. Like a newborn what? Now you know the baby needs what? I'm trying to help somebody with something. The reason he says like a newborn baby, amen, long for what? Hey, he says long for the pure milk of the what? Of the word. So that by it, you may what? You may what? Grow. And I believe many of us are not growing. Come on, somebody. Because we're not spending enough time in the word. If you want to know who you are, you got to get into what? The word. He says, like a newborn babe. He says, long for the pure milk of the word so that by it you may grow in respect to your salvation. Look what he says. He says, if. First class condition, if and it is true. That's only if it's true. Tell your neighbor it's true. Tell your neighbor, I'm not sleeping when the word come on, right, Herd? I, I ain't sleeping when the preacher get up, right, Herd? What am I doing, Herd? I'm listening, ain't I? He says, if, that's only if. Tell your neighbor, if you've tasted the what? How many of you could say this morning that God's been kind to you? Watch this. The only way that you can really have an appetite for it is if you have an appreciation for it. An appreciation for the kindness because before God was good to you, he was kind to you. Come on, help me somebody. He was so kind to you that while you were yet a sinner, Christ went to the cross for you. I'm trying to help somebody. 
And in other words, he's saying you don't have the catfish no more because guess what? Somebody else was changing your identity. Somebody else was working behind the scenes to bring you to where you are today. God wants you to be solid in your identity so that you can walk with confidence and not in insecurity. I wish I had somebody. Do you know how many insecure people we got in this room right now? Amen. Folk are insecure. Amen. We all have some form of insecurity. But in Christ, we can be confident of this very thing. That he who began. Come on, I got some, I got some Bible readers in here. That he who began a what? A good work in you. Will in no wise finish it. He says, if you have tasted. Come on, somebody. The what? If you have tasted. If you've tasted what? The kindness of the Lord. Anybody here tasted it? What it tastes like? Come on, somebody. Do I have anybody here who's tasted the kind? Listen, you didn't get into college just because God's favor was with you. When you took that SAT, come on, somebody. Amen. When you spent those nights studying and you didn't want to study, but you wanted to party, come on, somebody. God's kindness was with you. And he says, if you've tasted it, then you're going to live like it. Then he fast forwards down. He says, not only that, not only are you like a newborn baby, but then he says, you are a living stone. You are a spiritual house. And he uses many pictures to prove, amen, but you, come on somebody, you are a chosen what? Race. Now, this word chosen, all right, doctrinally, and I'm trying not to get too deep, but it, it's, it's the word for election, the doctrine of election. So here's what the doctrine of election says. You and I did not have the capacity to choose God. All right. The reason why is because we were born in what? So God, before he created you in eternity past, he had already marked you off to be saved. I wish I had somebody. And that's why he says, if you've tasted, then you're going to act differently. So he says, before the foundation of the world, God knew that you would accept his son at some point. Now, now watch this. But with election, you still have free will. Even though you were chosen. Come on, help me somebody. You still have what? Free will. In other words, God didn't force you to believe in him. God says, I'm going to leave it up to you whenever you're ready. And then, watch this, whenever you're ready, you come to me. You've already been chosen. Come on, help me somebody. And this is why you have to really start thinking about your life as, okay, I am somebody. I have been chosen by God. It may not look that way right now. 
Amen. Folk may not like me right now. Things may not be going through, going the way I wanted to go right now, but you got to always remind yourself of how special you are. Come on, somebody. That you are a child of God, chosen by God, a chosen race. This word, this word carries the idea of some, a favor, something that's God's favorite. Amen. Something that God has selected, but a thoughtful, deliberate consideration. In other words, God was thinking about you and I before we were even thinking about him. Here's the thing. You don't need no boy or no man to tell you you look good because you've already been looking good to God. You've been chosen by him. Amen. And I see a lot of people go to college and have heartbreak because they give their lives. Come on, somebody. To some that's catfishing. And now you got two catfishings. Fishing. Pretending. Come on, let's can we talk for a minute? Just pretending. We you pretending I got this and I got that. You ain't got nothing. But God says, I accept you just as you are because I knew you. When I created you. So watch this. So the first thing is you got to remember is this. You ready? You are precious to God. I'm going to say it one more time. Election is a privilege by God's divine grace. Watch this. Election are those who are chosen of God unto salvation And therefore, you are enjoying the favor of God now. I wish I had somebody. And it's because you are precious to God. Don't ever forget that you are precious to God. You may not feel, amen, that people appreciate you. But you got to remind yourself that you're special to God. The fact that Jesus selected you. Before the foundation of the world. I'm trying to help somebody. How special is that? Michael Jordan was already selected. Come on somebody. But but he was selected for a team. Come on somebody. But we are selected to something that we won't retire from. But something that will take us into the next life as superstars. I wish I had somebody. The Bible says we're going to do more than jump. We're going to leap. And we're going to be raptured up to be with the Lord one day. And I'm trying to help somebody today to let you know you got to stop being so hard on yourself and understand that you are God's precious, precious property. I wish I had somebody. But if you don't feel that way, you got to get into the word of God. If you've tasted The kindness of God. Let me say this. When we try to be someone else. We miss our destiny. Because when God looks at you. He's not trying. He's not trying to help the person that you're trying to be. He's trying to help the person that you are. 
So you keep looking at how they dressing and how they living and you trying to be like them. And God said, I can't bless that because you trying to be like them and I want to bless you. I want to bless the person that I've chosen. Come on, somebody. And, and so, and so that's the first thing you got to remember. But he goes on to say this. Look what he says. Look at, look at it with me. Look at it with me. Verse nine. He says, you are a chosen race. See, you're no longer of the black race. Yeah, you're no longer of the white race. You're no longer of the Puerto Rican, Mexican, or whoever race. You are of a new race. Christian. The guy yesterday at the, at the car show said, <laughs> what did he say, John? He said, I go, I, I, I go to black church. I said, we ain't got no black church. He said, well, I, I, I go to a Baptist church. I said, we ain't got no Baptist church. He said, well, what kind of church are you? I said, we're a church. Of people of a chosen race. New bloodline. We got the blood of Jesus going through our veins. He said, we ain't no black church. We ain't no Hispanic church. We ain't no Chinese church. We're a church. See, and if you don't know your identity, you're going to keep trying to be a black church. You're going to keep trying to be something that you're not. Because when I look around, I see people from all walks of life. From all places. Come on, somebody. And that's not how we look at things. Because as a believer in Christ, you have a new race. You have a new citizenship. He talks about that later on in the text. But watch this. Watch this. He says, a royal. You know, I don't understand. Can I, can I, can I talk to you for a minute? Why believers walk around like we are just. What, what's the name? Uh, yeah, Megan and who else? What's the, Harry. Harry? Listen, listen. She came from the rough side of the mountain. She went up to royalty and found out royalty ain't all. But we are royalty. But the question is, are we negotiating a deal to get out of it? Royal priesthood. Do you know what priesthood has to do with? Dignity. Watch this. A priest in the Hebrew culture was a representative of men before God. A voice for the people who would bring their petitions to God. During the time of Moses, watch this. The priest had God's ears. Lord have mercy. The priest had access to the presence of, put my point up, put, put, put my point. You got to know who you are. You are granted free access. What is wrong with you? 
we, we can go before a holy God. Whereas before, the priest had to make atonement for his sin and then the people's sin and then he went in. But if he had a, just an ounce of sin, he'd drop dead. That's why they used to tie a rope on his ankle. So that if he went in there and dropped dead because he wasn't living right, they'd pull him right out. Look at you. You come every week. Every week you're in the presence of God. The question is, are we pulling you out? Or are you walking out? We are royalty, y'all. And as a royal priesthood, we have full access. There's nothing that God wants to hold back from you. You got to talk to him while you're here. Don't fall asleep while you're here. You're in his presence. Think about the millions of people that can't walk through this door, but you were chosen to walk through this door today. You better know who you are. I know you're learning psychology and algebra and all that stuff in college, but you got to know who you are. When you walk on that campus, you better walk with your head up because you got a God that you can access. At any moment, you don't need a tabernacle. You don't need a tent. You could say, Father, I'm going through right now. But carry yourself the way you dress. Come on, somebody. The way you talk. The way you walk. Come on, somebody. The way you swag. All of that. All of that. All of that. You are a holy priesthood you could you and I God hears our voice you and I all we got to do is say father why you think we come on Friday night to pray because the priests show up royalty shows up because we got to talk to God about some things and whatever you got going on in your life right now, whatever you're struggling with, what in your identity, get back to who you are in Jesus. Royalty. We're royalty. Come on and say it. I'm royalty. Unless you try to run. Unless you don't like the restrictions of the life. I wish I had somebody. Unless you don't like the particular, particular things that God wants you to do in order to glorify him. And you still want a little piece of that world. Oh, shucks. Oh, shucks. Oh, shucks. You got to know who you are. Watch this. In Christ, you've been given a voice. What does God hear when you open your mouth? If I know I got access as a priest, you better walk like it. Stop allowing Satan to drown out your voice. You have to resist him. Firm in your faith. Amen. Watch what he says next. He says, a holy what? Hold on a minute. You, you, you know what? You know what the word holy means? Set apart. That's what it means. Set apart. 
I told my girls, sometimes you got to stand by yourself. You want to have this friend and that friend and you want to be a friend of this and friend of that. But if you choose to be, if you choose to live like royalty, not everybody get in that palace. Come on now. I said, listen, listen, you take a PC and you take a Mac. You take a disc from a PC and you try to integrate it into a Mac. The operating system is different. It's formatted differently. And it will not, it's not what? Compatible. And a lot of us are trying to be compatible with other operating systems that's not the one that you are. You got to be a Mac. And the world is a PC. (laughs) He says, you are a holy Nation, so watch this. You are set apart. God didn't just set you apart. You know what nations do? They create things. They create communities. A nation is proud of their accomplishments. You're sitting around. You got all this in you. Spiritual gifts. Come on now. God has set you apart. Come on. God has given you access. You got keys to the kingdom. You don't even use it. Matter of fact, you need one of them things to find the keys. Because you think it's just coming to church on Sunday and God has set you apart to serve. Listen, you can serve them on campus. Come on now. Come on now. You don't have to be like everybody. You've been set apart. Listen, we are part of a holy organization. Set apart to carry out God's mission. And when we don't stay, watch this, in the confines of the nation, we lose our identity. See, when you want to mix with the world, the world will cause you to forget who you are. He says, a holy nation. I find this passage to be so powerful. He says, a holy nation. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Servitude, serving others, is one of the greatest things you'll do. But one of the greatest things you'll ever do is to serve in the kingdom. Listen, listen to me real good. There's something about doing the work of God. Whether it's praying, whether it's, you know, just helping around, whatever you do, whatever you, wherever you serve, wherever you're teaching, wherever you... Wherever you find yourself, wherever you've, wherever, whatever God has put inside of you, you got to use it. Listen, listen, that lady, 39 years of a, of, of a nurse, right? She was serving on her job. Amen. She served there out there in the world, but she did not forget who she was. Are you with me? Watch this. Watch this. He says, a holy nation. Watch the next thing. A people. Of God's own what? Oh. Really? Seriously? You're set apart to serve God, right? What's the next thing? Stop playing. Stop playing. Tell your neighbor, stop playing. Tell your neighbor what you got ain't yours. Tell your neighbor, as a matter of fact, 
you ain't yours. Hold on a minute. This word for possession, it, 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 an accurate, uh, watch this, it, it carries the idea of a transaction, a purchase transaction. You've been brought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your bodies. So you think it's you. My life. I do what I want to do. I go where I want to go. I see who I want to see. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. I bees what I want to bees. Even if you leave Texas and go wherever God takes you, you still belong to him. Ask Peter. Ask Peter if you think I'm not telling the truth. Ask Peter. Watch this. Jesus is before the Sanhedrin's being tried wrongly. Peter said, I'm done with you. I, shoot, I ain't, I ain't fooling with Jesus. I'm. So he goes out in the courthouse with everybody else. He's standing outside warming himself by the fire. He's like, shoot, man, I ain't fooling with this Jesus stuff, man. This Jesus stuff get me. Let me tell you something. This Jesus stuff will get you in trouble. For real. Seriously. It'll, it'll, it'll get you in trouble. Amen. Even though you're royalty and all that, it'll get you in trouble. So he out there, right? But see, if you stay long enough, your talk is going to change. Your identity has already changed. So watch this. Peter thought that following Jesus and going back to what he used to do. Watch this. He could go back and do it. That's why some of you are not compatible no more with the world. That's why you leave for a little while and you come right back. Because I already know what's up. <laughs> I already know what's up. Here's what I know. The world don't want you no more. You no good to Satan. You no good to him no more. You see what I'm saying? So, so, so watch this. Watch Peter out there warming himself. By the fire. Hey, you look like one of them. He said, I ain't one of them. Shoot. The girl said, no, you look like one of them. Matter of fact, not only do you look like one of them. Can you imagine Peter warming himself? Just Peter. Praise the Lord, saints. God is good, ain't he? Amen. Now, I believe it's his amen that got him in trouble. Right? He's out there. He said, no, you even sound like them. So what did Peter do? He started cussing. Some of you do that on campuses. You grew up in church. You know the Lord. But you over there dabbing and snapping and doing all this dancing and stuff. And making yourself look like the world. I don't think you're hearing me. It's hard to hide the truth. And when you have a new identity in Christ. Come on and help me somebody. When you have a new identity in Christ, you ain't trying to keep up with the new. You ain't doing that because you're different. And watch this. You sound different. People make, you know, when you're on the street, they may call you green. But watch this. But your talk, even your talk is different. You can tell when you, when you're standing around evil. 
Because even your conversation sounds weird to you. You're like. You know what Peter did? Peter started cussing. After y'all, I shit. I'm like, Dad, Peter, what's what you doing? Peter, Peter said, Peter thought that his cussing would change who he was on. He was catfishing. He sure was catfishing. Big time. God saved you. Saved you and I. And if you're gonna walk this walk. You got to be sure who you are and stop letting people redefine you and make you into something. And the company that you keep can sure enough change you. Come on and help me somebody. Watch what he says. No, no matter who you imagine to be or impersonate, you're still his. You're God's what? Property. Watch this. He says, the last thing, all that, he said this. He says, so that what? Why did he do all this? <sighs> so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of what? Into what? He says, God did that for you so that where he takes you next, you're going to talk about it. You're going to tell about it. But watch this. Oftentimes, we get intimidated when we get around people we don't want, they don't even know you're a Christian. Your light is on 20 watt. You're supposed to be a thousand watt. You're 20 watt. Because you want to talk about everything other than what you need to be talking about. But watch this. The last point is really powerful. You have. A divine purpose. You're looking for purpose? There it is. God brought you into this royal priesthood. Change your race. He Now who could change a race? Only God could do that. He changed a whole race. You know the beauty of all of us in this room? We are the same race. You know what our last name is? Not brown. Not green. Not yellow, Christian. And he says now that you can proclaim, come on, help me somebody. The excellencies of him who what? Called you out of what? Darkness. So in other words, you got to publish it. You got to tell somebody of it. You got to tell the world what God has done for you. You got to put it on your timeline next week. You got to put it on your, yeah, 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 in your DM every now and then. You have to DM somebody and say, I'm of a royal priesthood. God has brought me out of darkness. See, you don't even know you're living in darkness because you've been there so long. 
But I want to help somebody with something. When God delivers you, you know you got a purpose. The purpose is to tell somebody that God is good. That we don't have to live like this anymore. That he's a good God. That he's a mighty God. He says, for you were once not a people. We were nothing. But now, come on somebody, you are a people of God. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. God extending his patience towards us who deserve punishment. I thank God for his mercy this morning. I thank God that I know who I am in Jesus Christ. I know who I am. I don't have to keep pretending to be somebody else. And oftentimes we're trying to be like someone else. But you got to be good with who God created you to be. The story is told of the Pope who, when he was scheduled to speak at the UN delegates, his plane landed in New York and he was running late. So he told the limousine driver, he said, listen, man, I need you to drive because I'm running late. The Pope got in the car and the driver said, man, I can't drive no faster than I'm driving, Pope, because I have a lot of tickets <laughs> and I can't get another ticket. The Pope said, well, I'll tell you what, let me drive. So the driver got out, got in the back seat. And, 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 and the Pope got behind the wheel and they were speeding through New York. They got close to the UN building and the police pulled them over. Police walked up to the car and said, sir, did you know you were speeding? The man, the Pope didn't say nothing. The man looked at the Pope, went back to the car and told his, told his, told the other officer, say, listen, man, uh, you gonna write him a ticket? So I ain't writing that man no ticket. He said, why not? He was speeding. He said, why not? He said, well, I don't know if you know. I'm confused, but wait a minute. He said, this is what he said. He said, he said, look, the man that's driving, I know. But the man in the back seat, he must be important. Because the Pope, come on somebody, <laughs> is driving him. I got some, you see, see, they were confused. You see, you don't ever have to feel like you're nobody if Jesus is in your life. You're never nobody if he's behind the wheel. Come on, somebody. You're never nobody no matter what anybody says about you. Because if Jesus is behind the wheel, Satan can't ticket you. I'm going somewhere. If Jesus is behind the wheel, Satan can't ticket you because you got to let Jesus drive your life rather than you and you just ride than you to try to do the opposite. I'm going home right now, but I want to tell somebody that you are somebody. I'm going to tell you today that God has been good to you and you got to walk with your head up no matter how hard it gets, no matter what the world tries to do to cause you to lose your identity. Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. I thank God this morning that I know who I am. Thank God that you're precious to God. Thank God that you've been granted access to God. We are a royal people. We've been set apart to serve God. 
do I have anybody here today that know what I'm talking about? You used to pretend to be something, but now you can be yourself. You can lift your hands to the Lord and you can tell the Lord, thank you. I don't have to act like I used to act. I don't have to be like anybody else. For I know who I am. That in Jesus Christ, I am a child of God. Do I have anybody here this morning that know what I'm talking about? He woke you up this morning. He started you on your way. He put food on your table. He put clothes on your back. You were down and out. But Jesus lifted you. He brought you through and brought you to the cross of Jesus Christ. Do you know him this morning? Have you tried him? Is he alright? Say yeah. Say yeah. Say yeah. He's a good God. They marched him up, God got us here. They stretched him wide, dropped him low, put him in a bullet tomb. But early, I said early, Sunday morning, he got up with all power. I said all power in his hands. Say yeah, say yeah, say yeah. Yes, yes. Yes. Chosen. A chosen people. Walk with your head up. Stop trying to be like everybody. Stop trying to feel like you need people to live this life. Fellowship with other believers. Find your identity right here. Use your access. Because let me tell you about the world. The world will drown you out. The world will cause you to believe you're doing everything wrong. But Jesus saved you. And gave you an identity. That you will never lose. You know in China. They have over 600 million cameras. And everywhere you go, you're being recorded. And what, it, what they do is they give you what's called a social score. So if you spit on the ground, that goes against you. If you throw trash on the ground, they, it goes against And they score you, so, watch it, so that they can restrict you from going into the public and doing crazy stuff. God has you under his radar. He's got a camera on you. But your social score will never be damaged. Come on, somebody. Or, or, or changed because in Christ, you're perfect. In Christ, you are royalty. Why is it we don't walk like that? Live like that. Talk like that. Breathe like that. Because Satan has us catfish.